Welcome to the Gridiron Goodies Podcast. I am your host, as always, Stephen Scott. On today's episode, we'll first dive into the news you need to know. I'll preview the remaining games for the Week 11 slate in my watchable games list and speed round. I'll talk about the betting strategy for this weekend, then head over to my best bets. And lastly, I'll wrap up with a little fantasy football advice. All coming up on this Week 11 full preview. We'll start off with little news you need to know. In some injury news, Joe Burrow will miss the remainder of the season with a torn ligament in his wrist on his throwing hand, likely requiring surgery. This is terrible news and likely ends all chances the Bengals had at competing in the playoffs. In other news, it has also been officially reported that Mark Andrews suffered a cracked fibula and an ankle ligament injury from Thursday night's game. He will also miss the remainder of the season. We discussed this last episode, so I won't go into any further details here. In some more positive injury news, Justin Fields has been cleared to play and should return against the Lions this week. Matthew Stafford will also be back with the Rams for their bout with the Seahawks. And that's all I have for this episode's news you need to know. Moving on, now that Cleveland has become watchable again, they find themselves first on our watchable games list as we have the 6-3 Pittsburgh Steelers visiting the also 6-3 Cleveland Browns at home. Cleveland is favored coming into this game by 1.5 points. With Quan Alexander on IR alongside Minka Fitzpatrick, the middle of the field is definitely weakness for the Steelers' defense, especially in pass coverage. DTR and Njoku could exploit this. However, to do so, they will need time. Time this offensive line may not be able to provide. Trotting out backups and underperforming edge protectors is not necessarily a great idea against TJ Watt, Alex Highsmith, and the pass rush of the Steelers. This passing attack could have a disaster of a day. For this reason, the Browns will likely try to keep their offense on the ground. Against a middling at best Steelers run defense, the Browns should find this to be a successful strategy. Both Jerome Ford and Kareem Hunt are poised for productivity here. On the flip side, the Steelers' offense finds themselves in essentially the same predicament. Miles Garrett and the pass rush of the Browns will destroy any sort of hesitation by Pickett. He will need to play a clean game, especially against his very opportunistic secondary. This scenario, coupled with both the recent success in their rushing game and the recent struggles of the Browns' run-stopping abilities, we might not see a pass thrown this entire game. The Steelers will likely have Najee Harris and Jalen Warren on their fave five and call upon their numbers all game. If Kenny Pickett does need to pass, the return of Pat Fryermuth should help over the middle. Overall, with Cincinnati seemingly out of the playoff race now, this game has massive playoff implications, not just for that division, but for the AFC race as a whole. If the Browns come out flat in this game, they may forfeit their spot as well. In might slide a couple new faces this year, as I'm picking the Steelers to come away with this one. Moving on, we have the 5-5 Las Vegas Raiders visiting the 6-3 Miami Dolphins at home. Miami is 13.5 point favorites, and that still might not be enough. It seems like we haven't seen the Dolphins play in a month. They took their bye week after the Germany game and sort of disappeared for a bit. Well, they're back now and may kick the Raiders off the little mountain they've created. 
Teron Armstead is back, and his matchup against Max Crosby is going to be awesome to watch. Also back is Devon Achan, who adds so much excitement to an already exciting offense. This unit has the opportunity to absolutely run wild. They face a defense who stinks at everything. Let's be honest, the main reason I want to watch this game is to see if Miami scores more points on the Raiders than they did on my Broncos. Vegas could make things interesting, however, with their recent discovery of the running game. Josh Jacobs continues to see heavier workloads and is slowly returning to the Jacobs from last season. Against the middling run-stop unit of the Dolphins, he should find continued success here. Although if Miami runs the score up, this may alter that strategy. Ultimately, I think the Dolphins will continue the trend of stomping out inferior teams and win big, 90-10. to 10. Up next, we have the 2-8 Arizona Cardinals visiting the 5-4 Houston Texans at home. Houston is favored by 6 points. We have a sneaky good gem with this game. The return of Kyler Murray and James Conner instantly moved this team up my watchable games list. Same could be said about the recent performance of CJ Stroud and the offensive firepower of the Texans. This should be a wild matchup. I'm curious to see if this Texans team is for real. They've had a couple games recently where they look like they could hang with all of the big teams in the league. Their offense has been close to unstoppable, and with the recent success of their rushing attack with Singletary, this unit is dangerous. Against one of the worst defenses in the league, this should most likely be a high-scoring event. However, the Cardinals' rushing attack is also back. Kyler Murray looks like his former self and is still extremely dangerous on the ground, as is James Conner. Together, they face a run-stopping unit of the Texans, who ranks second to last. They should definitely try to exploit this and use it to limit the offensive drive attempts for Houston. If the Texans manage to knock out some scores early, they may force Arizona into their passing game, which plays right into their hands. The Texans' secondary is slowly climbing the list in rankings and has been fairly decent at locking down receivers recently. The already struggling pass attack of the Cardinals may continue to do so here. Overall, I think C.J. Stroud is hitting his stride, and the Cardinals' defense won't be able to do much against it. This receiving core continues to dominate, and the Texans should win this one by a lot, and etch their name in the list of wildcard contenders. Moving on, we have the 6-4 Minnesota Vikings visiting the 4-5 Denver Broncos at home on Sunday night. Denver is 2.5 point favorites. We may see the battle of scrambling quarterbacks here. The Broncos' defense is pretty bad against the run and has struggled historically against running quarterbacks. Josh Dobbs is a scrambling machine and is second in the league in rushing yards for a quarterback, which is extremely impressive considering his situation. However, Kareem Jackson makes a timely return and is a rocket on the back end against the running game. He could be a wild card here. Against the passing game, the Broncos' secondary have benefited from the addition of Jaquan McMillian and Fabian Moreau. Vance Joseph, or whoever pulled those strings, deserves a lot of credit. Jordan Addison and K.J. Osborne may find struggles here. On the flip side, Brian Flores and this Vikings defense likes to bring a lot of pressure. And Russell Wilson has done a decent job of finding the holes that this creates on the back end, or scrambling away and resetting the sticks. 
To try to mitigate this and play off of recent success, we should see a heavy workload for Javante Williams and the rushing attack of the Broncos. Overall, both of these teams are masters at producing nail-biting finishes. Whereas the Broncos lost a ton of one-score games last year, the Vikings won theirs. A lot of that came from the experience of Kirk Cousins. With him out and Josh Dobbs in, will they be able to replicate those results? I think not. And Denver will find a way to squeak out a victory as I cheer with the crowd. If they come away with this win, I think they reset the season and start the conversation of entering wildcard contention. The last game on our watchable games list might be the most highly anticipated game all season as the 8-1 Philadelphia Eagles visit the 7-2 Kansas City Chiefs at home on Monday night. Kansas City are the favorites by 2.5 points. Both of these teams are coming off of a bye week and should be as rested as possible coming into this matchup. As a result, we have a lot of good on good across the board. Not a lot of mismatches here, but you can guarantee that if there is one, Mahomes will find it. His receivers face a secondary of the Eagles that have struggled at times this year, but also so have they. Rasheed Rice has been slowly increasing his role, but this offense still revolves around Travis Kelsey. With his girlfriend and her parents in attendance, I could see this trend continuing. Isaiah Pacheco and the rushing attack have been productive when called upon, but will most likely struggle here against the stingy run defense of the Eagles. On the other side of the ball, Philly's rushing attack may find success against the middling run stop unit of the Chiefs. If the Broncos could run against them, there's no doubt the Eagles can too. DeAndre Swift and Jalen Hurts should be very productive here. Whoever A.J. Brown is matched up against should be a mismatch as well. Brown is having a monster season, and this should carry over into this game. The loss of Dallas Goddard was huge, as he was the reliable, move-the-sticks guy. I could see an increase in targets for both Brown and Smith as a result. Overall, I feel like the defense of the Eagles will create too much chaos for Mahomes and Kelsey to overcome. Philadelphia will use their passing attack to throw up points early, and ride their running game to the finish line. Eagles pull off the upset and come away with this one on the road. Moving on to my speed round. First up, we have the Bears at the Lions. TJ Edwards and Andrew Billings are going to have their hands full with David Montgomery, Jameer Gibbs, and the rushing attack of the Lions. Justin Fields returns and should improve DJ Moore's productivity, but ultimately, I think the Lions come away big in this game. Up next, we have the Titans at the Jaguars. This should be a get-right game for Jacksonville, but Tennessee's defense has been stout at times, and the Will Levis to DeAndre Hopkins connection is always a wild card. The Jags should take this one, but I wouldn't be surprised if the Titans somehow sneak out a win here. Moving on, we have the Chargers at the Packers. If LA wants to stay relevant in the playoff picture talks, they need to come away with a win here. Rashawn Gary, who is questionable coming into this game, if he plays, might hamper this narrative against this porous offensive line of the Chargers. Keenan Allen is also questionable, and this may lead to a huge day for Austin Eckler. The Packers will likely ride the recent success of Aaron Jones and their running game, which is pinned up against one of the worst rushing defenses in the league. They have a great shot at playing spoilers. Ultimately, I think Green Bay does come away with a win here at home. 
Up next, we have the Cowboys at the Panthers. Much like the Giants game last week, we don't need to spend a great deal of time here. CeeDee Lamb will likely go for over 100 yards receiving again, and we might get to see this running game finally get on track. The Cowboys will win this one big. Moving on, we have the Giants at the Commanders. Washington's offense should see a very productive day, and the Giants should see a lot of field goals. Commies win big here. Up next, we have the Buccaneers at the 49ers. Baker Mayfield, Mike Evans, and Rashad White could potentially make things interesting, but the Niners are healthier than they've been in a while and are coming off of a steamrolling victory last week. They should continue to roll here. Niners win big. Next up, we have the Jets at the Bills. I'm curious to see how Josh Allen and the Bills offense plays without Ken Dorsey. The Jets' defense has frustrated quarterbacks all season long, and we've already seen what happens when Josh Allen gets frustrated. If their offense figures out a way to ride Brees Lightning all game, I could see them completing the sweep. Lastly, we have the Seahawks at the Rams. Seattle is coming off of a barely victory against the Commanders last week. Matthew Stafford and the Rams are healthy, and Sean McVay has had a whole week to prepare his team for this game. I'm taking the underdog Rams at home in this one. And that will wrap up today's speed round. Let's go ahead and take a quick break right here. Welcome back. Before we jump into my best bets for the weekend, let's quickly talk about the betting strategy for these games. We'll start off by looking at possible mismatches we can find in the running game. We should find productivity from both backs for the Browns and the Steelers in their matchup. Josh Jacobs against the Dolphins and both backs from Miami against Vegas. David Montgomery and Jameer Gibbs against Chicago. Austin Eckler and Aaron Jones in the Chargers vs. Packers game. We also have both Devin Singletary and James Conner in their game. Tony Pollard against the Panthers is a possibility, as is Saquon Barkley against the Commies. McCaffrey against the Bucks, especially coming off of that game that ended his scoring streak. Brees Hall against the Bills. Kenneth Walker vs. the Rams. Javante Williams against the Vikings. And lastly, we have DeAndre Swift against the Chiefs. Next, let's take a peek at any mismatches we have in the passing game. First, let's talk about the receivers. We have Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddell against the Raiders. Amon Ra St. Brown and Sam Laporta against the Bears. On the opposite side, with Justin Fields back, DJ Moore could now be slotted in here as well. Keenan Allen if he plays, Noah Brown if he plays, and Nico Collins against the Cardinals. C.D. Lamb versus the Panthers. Terry McLaurin against the Giants, Brandon Ayuk and Debo Samuel versus Tampa Bay, Cooper Cup and Puka Nakua against Seattle, and lastly, we have Travis Kelsey against the Eagles. Now, let's list out any quarterback-friendly opportunities. I like Tua versus Vegas, Goff against the Bears, C.J. Stroud against the Cardinals, Dak Prescott against Carolina, Sam Howell against the Giants, and lastly, Mahomes against the Eagles. I'm throwing out any Monday night matchups, but I'll use the remaining information to form my best bets, but feel free to use it however you see fit. My straight five bets for this weekend are the following. First, I have Jalen Warren to score. Second, Jerome Ford to score. 
Third, Rashad White to score. Fourth, Brees Hall to score. And lastly, I have Josh Jacobs to score. Moving on to my parlay bets, I'm going to once again switch things up and do a three-leg parlay and a five-leg parlay based around which teams I think will win. First up, we'll take a look at my three-leg parlay. The first leg, I have Tua over 300 yards passing. The second leg, I have Dak Prescott over 300 yards passing. And the last leg, I have CJ Stroud over 300 yards passing. Next, we have my five-leg parlay. All of these will be money line bets. I'm not messing around with any point spreads. First, I have the Texans to win. Second, I have Pittsburgh to win. Third, I have the LA Rams to win. Fourth, I have the New York Jets to win. And then lastly, I have the Denver Broncos to win. And that's it for my best bets for this weekend. Moving on to my fantasy football advice, my top sleeper picks for this weekend are the following. I have Josh Dobbs, Sam Howell, Rico Dowdle, Jaden Reed, and lastly, with the injury to Gerald Everett, I have Donald Parham for the Chargers. Overall, this should be another exciting weekend of football. We need to cherish these games. They'll be over before we know it. And that'll do it for today's episode. I will return on Tuesday, as usual, for the recap. I hope you all have a great weekend, and I'll see you next time.